Hey, welcome back to the Black TV Shows podcast. I am your host, Miriam Tomeskin, and I have Shawnee back as my co-host. How are you? Hi, everybody. I'm well. Um, good things are still happening. Um, I have an upcoming event that I will be hosting. Um, it'll be a fashion show slash Black Business Expo. That'll be um, May 21st. And I'm excited because this is my first time actually doing something like this. Um, well, I don't. I won't say that this is my first time hosting something. Like I kind of hosted like maybe a family birthday party or something. But like as far as um, this being somebody else's event that a lot of time and money, blood, sweat, and tears was put into, um, this is my first, I guess, professional experience with hosting and um, some friends from high school will be a part of it. It's actually being ran by a mentor that I had in high school. And so she she had been telling like a handful of us, like, wait till y'all get older and I got y'all. So now we're older and now she's having us and I'm excited. So today we're going to be talking about A Different World Season 2, Episode 10, Radio Free Hillman. Uh, this episode aired January 5th, 1989. Um, it's, I noticed it's, it co- collates with Martin Luther King's uh, like birthday. Birthday, uh-huh. And it's a tribute to his birthday. Oh my God, sorry. I just like ran up a bunch of stairs and I'm, <laughs> I'm just catching my breath oh, here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Take, take the time. <laughs> um, so, um, so basically this episode is um, Dwayne's radio show is pulled off the air because he puts a song that has a lot of not so good words about women. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he tries to get freedom to get his show back. Uh, this episode aired, uh, or sorry, not aired, was directed by Debbie Allen. And uh, the writer is Jeffrey uh, Dutel, who also wrote another episode. So he'll be back doing more episodes. Yeah, he's a recurring name on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it's like people like him and uh, Carmen Mandebach, like those type of names I just see recurring. Mm-hmm. On, on on the credits yeah so we start in the pits where Dwayne is doing his radio show I like that there is a consistency to from season one where he did have a radio show if you remember like yes. with, you might remember that val- I remember the Valentine's Day episode with uh Lisa Bonet like you know yeah uh, D- uh Daryl Walker or something like that he's trying to uh-huh. pretend <laughs> So I yeah, like I, I like how Debbie Allen has brought that from season one into season two and on. Um, yeah. So he is hosting this radio show um, uh, in the pit. Uh, I'm not sure why he's in the pit, but that's what's happening. Um, and you know what? I had that that same question too. Um, I'm imagining that maybe the no no I was just about to lie never mind I was gonna say maybe the station wasn't set up but it literally had to be now they weren't in the same station that Freddie was in later on in the show but um but I do remember like in the Daryl Walker episode that there was an official studio set up so yeah that's a good question actually yeah so Anyways, he he promotes that he's going to be doing a tribute to uh, Martin Luther King Jr. on Friday. Mm-hmm. And um, bef- so then after that, Ron comes in with the latest 
tape from Dapper D. I don't know if that is there a real that's not a real rap, rapper. <laughs> Uh, I don't think there was a rapper specifically by the name of Dapper D, but if I can imagine, um, or if I could compare, well, you know what, it's too many rappers that, or, or musicians period that he could be compared to. He could be ODB. He could be, um, I, I, I wouldn't call him Sir Mix-a-Lot, um, Cause honestly, I feel like the most raunchiest song. No, that that might be a lie. I was just about to say the most raunchiest song that Sir Mix a Lot might have could be "Baby Got Back," but I'm willing to to, to bet that he's gone further than that. Um, yeah, there there's literally a plethora of people that they could have used as the inspiration for Dapper D, um, but I don't I don't think there was an actual rapper by that name. Now I know Dapper Dan, <laughs> who was a who is a fashion icon. But uh that's about as far as my knowledge goes. Yeah. So he has a new album and you know Dwayne is the or Ron's the first to get it and you know Dwayne could be the first to play it. So he just right. pl- plays it without even listening to it. And uh, so they're all, everyone in the, you know, in the pit are, you know, listening to the music. Even Kim is listening to it in her dorm room. And like, Whitley's mm-hmm. like, what are you listening to? Like, like the lyrics are just disgusting, basically. And it's crazy because like, we're, we're in 2022. And like, the now, the rappers nowadays, it's the lyrics that they sing is a rap is just like, like way too much compared to what, you know, they're talking about in this episode. Yeah. Um, so I have these type of conversations with people all the time about uh how music ha- has varied through time. And one one of I like having these conversations with like m- people my mom's age because they like to act like their music was just so wholesome. Um and for context, my mom is a baby boomer. So uh anybody you know 60 and up or buddy I'll give it 50 and up anybody 50 and up having a conversation about music is always interesting um and and they like to to act as if uh my generation or at least like from the 80s on up that they like to act like the music is so raunchy and so out there but homie like y'all were now now, one thing i can say is that they were subtle with with some of their lyrics they would say it in a way where you would have to use your mind in order to know what they were talking about yeah, I know that for sure because I used to listen to Fifty Cent. <laughs> I was a fan of him, um, and you know, I like I, all. I like at, you know, Candy Shop, Amusement Park, you mm-hmm. know, Twenty One Questions, all that. Like, I was so into that uh, that the songs, but I did, I didn't understand. I, I really did not like. You know, I just li- like sang the lyrics, but I didn't really like right because they were catchy. And especially the candy shop, like when you now as an older person, when I listen to it, I was like, oh, okay, never mind. I said that as a kid. (laughs) Hey, candy shop is one of those songs that you could easily get caught up into. And it's not until you watch the music video 
Or like, it's not until you make the decision to pay attention to the lyrics mm-hmm. that you like, oh, you nasty. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what is this? Um, but like now it's like, they're really saying all the, like WAP. Like we're, <laughs> like, we're thinking about- Literally. <laughs> literally. Yeah. I, I think, I think that has to do with progression. I think that has to do a lot with um, how, how previous generations kind of felt like they or they approached things almost like a like a do you gotta be like this a ooh clutching pearls type of situation rather than just accepting the fact that things are how they are and if I find you attractive and I want to take you home I'm gonna let you know and I'm not gonna beat around the bush about it um but we all know that their minds were were exactly where our minds were. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, so I'm, it also feels like, like you don't want to face the fact that, you know, we're in the same boat. And and rather than just, you know, be cool with the fact that we in the same boat, you, you have to do everything else to o- overcompensate for, for how you feel or what you think about us being in the same boat. So, uh, yeah. And, Along with the progression of 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 how we approach um, singing or hearing lyrics, also uh, has to do with how the way of life has progressed. Um, because I mean, I feel like we can we can make arguments or we can have discussions rather about you know how the dating scene back then versus the dating scene now. Two totally different scenes. Um, and how we, we still have a desire for the dating scene from back then to return. Um, a lot of people like to argue that it never left, but trust me, it did. Um, let's start with the fact that guys are not wearing African threads to the club. Guys are not dressing up to the club for the club. Um, and a lot of, a lot of girls either. There are a lot of clubs that are allowing for you to come as you are. And while that sounds cool on one end, again, like we, there, there was, there was a culture, a certain, like, like the, it was a culture in itself. And so that culture has evolved. It's um, some things have, uh, some things were kept, other things were not. And so everything, I, I think, that basis is what shaped everything else. And then, then we had a domino effect from there. Yeah. Um, and so, um, as I said, everyone's listening to the, the music and, um, you know, uh, I think Ron was saying like, or someone said, turn it up higher. And right when he, the, uh, Dwayne's like partner, uh, turns it up, yeah. it turns off completely. And then they get a phone call saying that they're off the air. Uh, right. the Dean, the Dean, basically cut the radio show um and so they're just like okay this is not fair like we we need our radio show back so they end up to storm dean who's office um uh-huh. and uh you know they're they're planning to protest but before that we see that freddie is actually there already working um not right. doing she's not doing so well <laughs> poor baby and i don't blame her because like i, I low-key saw a little bit of myself myself in her I've worked a receptionist job and 
You know, it, it, it sounds cool on paper and it sounds cool when you get to the job and it's like, oh, you're just answering phones and you're transferring calls. They don't talk about how fast paced these calls come in. <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't talk about how you have to basically how, how you're doing on the job training. And, and how you're working, how you're learning by doing. They never talk about that. So. And, and again, Freddie is still 17. So she's trying to process handling all of this. She's trying to process doing the job, not looking the fool doing it. And then if you messing up, not showing that you're messing up. And then it doesn't help that she has Randall who is <laughs> Randalling. Um, he, him and his snide remarks and yeah yeah probably was going through some pressure yeah um there's one thing that i saw i don't know this is probably a few months ago i saw this um the hillman files they did like a whole post about randall um yes. saying that he was actually a gay character is that what if i was correct or something yeah like he was uh he was inspired by um a good friend of yvette's um but so i think it started off because i saw the post it started off with i guess some people were questioning if randall was supposed to be assumed to be gay and the answer was yes um it was a friend that yvette had in college and that's who she centered this randall character around and then it basically showed us, you know, what the guy who actually played him um, is up to now. And he's basically like a hippie. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. He has like dreads, right? And all that. Mm-hmm. They, and they long. Yeah. And uh, I was, I was actually. another name too. Oh, he goes by another name. I don't remember. Okay, now I don't remember that part. But yeah, I was looking up to see if he's done any acting. And he, he really, the only thing after that he did is one episode of Living in Living Color. And that's it. So, oh, so he was on Living Single? Where? No, 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 not, not Living Single <laughs> in Living Color. <laughs> but that was about it. He didn't do anything else. So um, hmm. I don't, but I don't remember what they said, like where, where he, where, like, you know, where they now kind of thing. I don't remember what they said about him, but clearly it's yeah, not he, acting. He kind of lives in like a commune type of situation. Oh, I see. Um, he's the only one of his kind that lives in the commune um and his name is like it's really really long like or the the name that he goes by it's really long um it's kind of like how lisa bonet turned she became lilaqua moon for a while yeah um, i don't get where that came from i think cree had something to do with that oh i believe okay okay that makes sense yeah um Cause you know how she grew up on a reservation yeah. and her dad was known as iron Buffalo and her mom was known as Hellcat. Yeah. I know so for sure. I, I, I think it was that type of thing. Oh, um, at least with Lisa. Yeah. With, I'm just going to call him Maurice with Maurice. Uh, I'm guessing it came with the territory. I, I see. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, as I said, everyone storms into the office now. 
um and mm-hmm. like freddie's like so for it like because this is her thing like for a right. protest um and they decide that they're gonna they're gonna stay in the office because dean hughes is actually sick at home she's not even there um so they're gonna stay until she comes um and uh randall is like like you need to get out now like you okay. cannot stay here and they were he was like i can schedule you to see her and we schedule you for next thursday and they're like no we need to see her now <laughs> like we're not, we're not. i was like i know you lying i know you lying you think I'm away? Well, yeah. We- oh no. To get my radio show back now, and so they the whole gang stays there, and um, so the, the, their their thing is we're not leaving, and so Ron, so they cut to uh, it it, 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 it it felt like that there was a commercial break or something because the way like the, the yeah, episode split it or something. Yeah. So yeah, so we come back and Ron comes with blankets and popcorn. Um, he didn't end up getting uh, Dwayne's sleeping bag, unfortunately. Um, but, right, he had um, an electric blanket in the popcorn maker. Yeah, and so, um, you know, Freddie talks about how she is happy right now that like our generation is doing something. They say that our generation isn't doing anything in terms of, I guess, protesting, com- I guess, compared to the people in the 70s. Um, and Kim is there on the phone with her boyfriend. And, you know, um, I think Randall, I think at one point he's like, you need to turn that off. Like, you know, like, or, oh, yeah, you, or like, get off get or something. Off yeah. And no personal calls here. Yeah. And then also the fact that Kim is also missing work, but she's like, this is more important than work. So I'm going to miss work. <laughs> and so uh, kudos to her. Um, and so uh, Dwayne does like a, like kind of like a speech where he's like, uh, like, because the one thing that Freddie keeps saying is like, this is their First Amendment, right? What is the First Amendment? Because I, first of all, I'm not American, so I, I don't know. Damn, I keep, man, I keep forgetting that. Okay, so, <laughs> um, so the First Amendment is a part of the U.S. Constitution. Yes. Um, which basically are the rules for the country that are selectively, you know, followed. So. <laughs> Um, the First Amendment right gives you the right to free speech, uh, freedom of speech, religion, and freedom of the press. Um, and it's all, somebody is always up in arms with this because it's a battle of, you know, do you have the right to, you know, be a verbal asshole or do I have the right to be respected? So um, as far as what Freddie was saying, um, she was saying that Dwayne had the right to play the music simply because it is art. And um, and uh, basically it's like, well, just because it got a cuss word and you don't like it, don't doesn't mean that. So basically she's saying like, this dislike does not equal disrespect. Just because you don't like it, just because, um, you know, these are not words that you like speaking or hearing does not mean that it's disrespectful. It does not mean that it does. It doesn't deserve airplay simply because you do not like it. You one person being used do not like it. Um, I also imagine that she kind of approached it, I guess, the same way that, you know, a lot of our generation may may approach things when it uh, comes to dealing with elders. 
Um, because uh, if we if we backtrack to what she said, that you know the older generation said that their generation is apathetic and that they're lazy, they don't want to do anything, whatever. I think, um, I think for Freddie, all of that was tied in together. Um, and and I've been in the same type of position as well. A lot of times, um, even like even encounters with my mom, like my mom hated when I would watch stuff like uh, South Park or um, what was I watching? So there's a, there's a show on Netflix called Ethics for Family. And I, I'm a fan of raunchy cartoons, um, stuff like Family Guy, Robot Chicken, stuff like that. It humors me. Um, and my mom is just not a fan. And so for her, like if, if I, if she sees me watching it, the first thing she's saying is, girl, watch something else. And it's like, well, you're saying that simply because you don't like the show. But if you decide you want to throw on One True Hill, you think it's all peaches and, and cream because it's One True Hill. Um, so so we, we kind of find ourselves in the middle of a pickle when it comes to this this uh, certain subject. On top of that, they are college students, they are adults, essentially. So um, there's no need for censoring of anything, at least in their minds. Um, I, I, I agree to a certain extent. Um, well, I'll leave the certain extent out because XM radio wasn't a thing back then. But, you know, this is why, you know, progression. <laughs> so, like, if they would have had satellite radio back then, this wouldn't even be an issue. Um, but uh, I still agree that with, with Freddie that, you know, we grown, we shouldn't have to be listening to censored versions of, of music. If Like, I can remember back when I was buying CDs. You know, if I saw the parental advisory label, I wanted it. <laughs> so, um, so that that was Freddie's uh, standpoint of it. Um, she's somebody who, to be a person like Freddie, you got to be grounded with the law. You have to understand. Uh, this is funny because um, Whitley says this in this episode. You you have to work within the system in order to beat the system. Yeah, and it's it, Willie didn't lie. She did not <laughs> lie. Uh, only problem is the outcome never comes out to be what we want it to be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Talk about full circle. Um. So yeah, uh, Freddie. She she was always on her p's and q's when it came to the law, which is which just amplifies why protesting and stuff that that's her thing, you know? So it, it's just basically like when you take, when you take the rights away from people, you know, that that's when you have an issue. So the first amendment is always a debate um, because some people take it literally, some people take it figuratively. And then sometimes when you take it literally, it becomes a, an even bigger issue because you say freedom of speech, 
um, freedom of speech, does it? You, um, people like to get into the semantics of things. So because it literally says freedom of speech, people feel like, oh, well, I can walk up to anybody and say what I want. Yeah. Charlemagne the God says, yes, there is freedom of speech, but there is consequences to your freedom of speech. He always says Absolutely. that on, on The Breakfast Club. So. Absolutely. Maybe I should start listening to The Breakfast Club. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just sometimes that DJ Envy man, you know, and oh, man. Um, but yeah, and he's right. Uh, and then freedom of religion, you know, we that that's that's always plain you know and then people get up in arms about that because you got people who's like oh uh i i practice this faith and you practice a faith that ain't mine so now i'm offended and then it becomes this pointless whole little you dig and then freedom of the press um i got a phone and it has a camera i can record what i want but that phone is on me and I don't want that phone on me. So get it off of me. What you going to do about it? You know, so it, it gets, it gets iffy. I, I think, I think that has to be one of the most debated about amendments all the time. Um, yeah. And there are 24 amendments within the constitution. Um, hmm, I need to brush up on it because, yeah, it, it's a lot. The the Constitution, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so wait, if if so, how, what? How do you all govern? I don't even know. I I don't remember anything about our government. <laughs> like, it's pretty sad. Like we we were taught this in you know high school and elementary, but I don't like I because the thing is I only watch like majority American shows, so I always hear about the First Amendment, the Second Amendment. Like you know what I mean? Like so, it, yeah, but I don't know the details. Are. I think Second Which Amendment. I think Second Amendment is the second one that I always hear the most. It's about the whole because of gun rights or something like that. Like you have the right. Yeah, that's, it's the right to bear arms. Yeah. So so. Then, then it gets iffy because it's like, how are you going to tell me I got the right to have a gun? But then I try to get a gun and you put me through hell and back just for me to end up not having one anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, the <laughs> the amendments. Yeah, yeah. Um, that has we might have to do do just a whole episode <laughs> on on that because it's crazy. Yeah, it, it's really crazy. And so uh, the people are saying they uh, like the people that are in the office. They're saying uh, the people unite, never be defeated. Lock us in. Um, uh-huh. Like we want justice now. Uh, they they cannot or. They cannot lock our justice. And then they, they're like, justice now, justice now. Um, yeah. And so while this is all happening, we're now outside the office and uh, we see all the older people watching. Like we see uh-huh. Mr. Gaines, Liddy, um, uh, Colonel Taylor, um, and then Walter and Jaleesa come. Walter and Jaleesa. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, during this time, <laughs> Mr. Gaines is always prepared. He has a hot beverage. I don't know if it was coffee, but... <sighs> It like he was just to say that it was, it was actually because you know, even in the pit, the man is always carrying the coffee, uh, coffee pot. Mm-hmm. He, he's never handing out water, he's never giving out juice. I don't even think they ordered juice, like, 
if anybody has made an order at the pit that we hear, I don't ever remember them asking for like a pop, a juice, a water. Yeah. It's always been, I need some coffee. Yeah, because I got to study, right? So, well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> But yeah, you're right. He he did. He was out there with not only with the coffee, but I think he had the cups. Yeah, he was prepared. I wonder if that's like a like a tradition amongst elders. Like that. Like there's some stuff. Um, I I I assumed that it would be universal, um, but just so growing up. The elders that I knew, like you could walk in, walk in their house and they got a cake on the table. Um, or some some elders, they love to garden. Um, some of them they would have uh different celebration rituals. Um, so like, you know, you never went anywhere, like like if you went out, you were in your best dress. Mm-hmm. You know, dressing down just was just wasn't a thing. Um, it's it's a a certain culture amongst the elders, yeah. and I I think uh, stuff like kind of like when you go out with somebody and then uh, have some coffee, like on the Cosby Show, how they can go out for dinner, they they go out with friends, and then they come in and you having some coffee. Yes. Um, Things like that. I I wonder if that's like a universal thing amongst older people. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah. Um, and so uh, so they're all talking and you know, um well uh, like first of all letty is happy about this because you know it it gets her excited about the past where you know she was actually at the march in washington um we're going back to the episode in the cosby show because they also mentioned the march on washington so this is it it comes up uh but anyway she you know talks about like like it reminds her of that time and you know listen being able to listen to dr king like in person and uh unfortunately for colonel taylor he was some i think he was somewhere else and he had to listen via he the was, radio uh i think that was colonel taylor yeah he was he was, um, he was in vietnam okay and uh he, he he was he was in the service and him along with his uh his other soldiers they had to listen to the speech on a transistor radio yeah which is like for context a transistor radio it's, it's kind of small um and so if you so so you know how like a radio on a boom box or whatever it would have the button yeah. to tune it was the same thing but like it, it wasn't like a knob. It was almost mm-hmm. like a like a switch of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever seen a metronome? I'm not sure. Probably, I probably have, but I I don't know what it looks like. It, it's it's what musicians use to keep time. You might see a, a a piano player using it 
um, and it keeps a one, two, one, two. It'll swing back and oh, forth. Okay, yes, I know what that is. Yes. <laughs> so, so like the way the actual stick that's going back and forth, yeah. that's kind of what it looked like. Um, oh, okay. Just, just small, but um, it wasn't, it wasn't big, and so you know, surround sound was not a thing. So, I I can imagine that literally they're all huddled in in the circle of sorts trying to pay attention mm-hmm. and trying to hear because also they are in Vietnam. So wh- however they were getting this frequency and however they were listening to it, it's almost like Wi-Fi or almost like uh, like cell phone service. You know, you got to keep it in this one spot mm-hmm. in order for it to be the strongest because if you move it out of there, you're not going to be able to hear anything. Are you going to hear a static? Yeah. So right? they live through a lot yeah and so um walter makes a joke saying like well i felt like it was a joke but he probably was serious um he was saying how he was a black activist since he was uh 12 he was uh in junior high <laughs> yeah he formed uh umanji or is it, am i saying that right you ujami or you uh, i think uh, i'm saying it wrong ujama. but ujama sorry um and which in swahili means uh brotherhood social change and parties on the weekend <laughs> <laughs> okay so that's not what that means um so ujama is a uh principal of kwanzaa and for those who don't know what kwanzaa is kwanzaa is a uh celebration t- that takes place uh from december 26th to january 1st and it celebrates um the, the first fruits and it was created by Dr. Milana Karanga. And it, so the, the different principles mean different things. So I am looking them up now so that I could be literally accurate. Um, a few of them I know off the top of my head. So like there's, uh, there's Mia, which means purpose. There's Imani, that means faith. Um, and each day, um, between the 26th and the 1st, each day represents a principle. Umoja means unity. That's the first day. Kujichagalia um, is the second day. It means self-determination. Ujima means collective work and responsibility. Ujama means cooperative economics. So that's where Walter tried to be creative with this brotherhood thing. Um, like I said, Nia means purpose. Kaumba means creativity. Imani means faith. And so each day you would give a hand, handmade gift, or you would uh, show a gift through action uh, to reflect the principle. Um, and it even comes with its own setup. Like, so... Um, a lot of people kind of think that it looks similar to a dreidel, which is the Jewish candle holder for Hanukkah. Um, but the candle holder uh, for Kwanzaa is called a Kinara. And there are uh, seven candles. Three are, three are black. Uh, no, three are red, three are green, one is black. And it's to reflect the uh, the black flag, the colors of the black flag. 
Um, so yeah, we could do a whole nother episode on Kwanzaa as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's many like, like I think of the Kwanzaa episode on the Proud Family. Like, there's yeah, yeah. yeah. So That's perfect. Wow, you just reminded me about that. Yeah, but yeah, and and I actually, my mom uh, had us. Had, we celebrated Kwanzaa uh, when I was a kid. Um, I think it might have started. It might we might have kind of like died off from celebrating it, um, actively celebrating it, maybe like my early teens. Um, but it it was fun though. I enjoyed it. We did Christmas and Kwanzaa. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, Dean Hughes comes, even though she is super sick, which me thinking that right now we're in COVID times, like, I'm like, how can she be? So out- it's not just me. Like, I watch a lot of TV shows and I just be like, wow, where's your mask? <laughs> yeah. The, like, they're acting out in the COVID. What is going on here? And I think about the episode, I already talked about the episode, but it was uh, on the Cosby show, uh, the Anna, Anna, I don't know what, it, the flu, whatever that they had. And like, the they were just, flu. Yeah, yeah, they were just walking around sick. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I now, I get jealous watching TV shows because life before COVID is, yeah. is going to become a distant memory. So, yeah. And so uh, she wants Walter to go in and talk to them. And so he does that. He goes, um, and, you know, Ron apparently has a bunch of demands that have nothing to do with the radio show, but he wants that to be part of the demands about, like, co-ed showers. And I'm like, like, are you serious? Like, this is not why you're protesting right now. Ron, you know, Ron has always been that one person that will trouble you. You know, that that's like, that's why Walter asked him stuff like, do, do your mama like you? Because uh, focus, boy. <laughs> this is not the time to be, because like you, you're making requests that you can literally go to housing or somebody else with. This this is not, like like a shower, a co-ed shower is not going to bring Dwayne's show back. Yeah. It, they don't, they don't correlate. Like, what what you gonna do? You gonna play his show in the shower? While you mm-hmm. being a creep? Y'all, we gotta keep we gotta keep Ryan lifted in prayer because something something's wrong with that boy. I don't know what it is, but I but I do know he got an honesty from his daddy because his daddy yeah. ain't wrapped too tight either. That is true, um, and. Uh, you know, at this point, you know, the heat has been turned off. The, the, the office is freezing. We hear that the police are arrived. They have arrived. You know, everyone's freaking out. Everyone's hungry. Uh, you know, they've been there for six hours and they were like, oh, my God, someone's coming. And it's Walter. And mm-hmm. and Dwayne Looking is like <laughs> <laughs> with his black power fist. <laughs> you know? What are you doing, Walter? What are you doing? I don't know what was that for. I don't know. <laughs> tried to um, look like he like he was down for the cause. He was he was trying to fit in. Yeah, and, and they they knew that he was set. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. Um, and uh, so they well, oh, sorry, Dwayne has 
um, demands for uh, Dean Hughes. So uh, he gives it to Walter. So the demands are to restore Dwayne Wayne's radio show, no censorship of student media, and total immunity for all protesters. Um, and uh, Walter that was, was smart. Like, <laughs> yeah. And Walter was like, okay, I'll take it back to the dean uh, and to, for negotiation. So he leaves. Um, and then this is where you, you mentioned Whitley had a motto saying the only way to change the system is to work within the system. Work within the system. <laughs> <laughs> they got to be the smartest thing. She, no, not the smartest. So the beginning of one of the smartest things that Willie has said. So you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at that point, everyone was like, get out, just leave. Okay. Like, you know, we, I, I was questioning. I'm like, why is she still there? Like she, at the beginning, she was like, like I'm here to drop off something, uh, and that's it. Like, I, why didn't you just drop it off and left? Terribly, you know, Whitley reminds me of like a nosy neighbor. Mm-hmm. Like, don't even want to know half the stuff that you know. But you, you just no better yet. I'm gonna retract that, and I'm gonna say, I think Whitley has a bad case of FOMO, fear of missing out. She don't even want to be a part of it, but she also don't want to hear about what it what what it was like, especially when she felt like she had the opportunity to find out for herself. Um, and she also thought that people were gonna literally sit there and listen to her as she talked. See, Willie be thinking she her mama. You are not your mama. You can't just get everybody to listen to shut up and listen to you. You, you, you haven't acquired that just yet. So I, I totally felt them because, it, and I also was asking the question, like, girl, why are you still there? You were there to drop off the menu. Like, it don't take long to put that menu on somebody's desk, especially when the dean is not even at work. So you, your time here is done. Wrap it up. Um, this protest could have, could have, turned out literally the same way that it did without Whitley's presence there. Yeah. But, you know, she's special. <laughs> she's special. Um, and so uh, at this point, uh, everyone is asleep. Um, I, I, I think it said it was like 5 a.m. at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that. But it's um, so. Somewhere uh, time. Yeah. yeah. So Dwayne and Freddie, it, it seems like they're the ones, only ones awake. And so Dwayne is just like thinking, you know, like, like, when is this going to be over kind of thing? And um, Freddie mentions, like, I hope it's not going to be like 73. Uh, So apparently Mm -hmm. there was a protest in 1973 uh, and the people got in trouble. They got suspended. They got uh, expelled. And so at that point, Ron is, I guess he's also awake and he's listening to the Dapper D's music. And he's like, you know, I think you should take a listen to it. And so Dwayne listens to it. And like, that's when he realized, oh, my God. the lyrics Oh, yeah, are- I messed up. And the thing is, it's like when he played it, like everyone was jamming. And I don't think they were really listening to the lyrics at that time. I think they were just no. they were just jamming. Like, because sometimes like I listen to music, like when I'm driving, like driving to work or driving home from work. I don't actually, the only reason why I put music is so I just can think and I don't need to think about the lyrics. I'm just, I just need background mute, like background noise. Yeah. You know I mean? 
And yes. I feel like in his case, he, it was just like, it was a nice jam to it. And, you know, like he wasn't really listening to the specific lyrics at the time. And then now he's like, oh, okay. I messed up here. And yep. I, I understand that feeling. And as I said, I go back to the candy shop. I didn't know what it, any of these lyrics meant. I just was, you know, jamming to the song. Literally, you know? all you have is. Yeah. And then you hear that and, and that make you either feel like, okay, we on some, on some cool mob stuff or, you know, okay, what's going on here? There's a mystery going on. Like, like yeah. we about to go into Pink Panther mode. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and I agree. I'm the same with you. Um, now, sometimes uh, I'll be intentional about what I put on. So, like, like if I if I if I just want to hear a podcast, then I'll just put on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I just want to hear the radio, I'll put on the radio. But a lot of times, I can have put on um maybe a playlist of like like one a random apple playlist and it could be like today's hip-hop or whatever and i can hear the song and i can hear the back the background and it's not until somebody else plays the song and i'm like oh i heard that before and i don't know what what i'm hearing i don't know i don't know nothing i i hear you talking over a beat that's what i hear and I hear the beat more than I hear you talking. And at this yeah. point, your voice is about to annoy me. So I'm, <laughs> I'm about to find an instrumental. Like, have, have you ever been in a situation where like, there's so many noises going on at once and then somebody talking to you yes, at the so, same time? Yeah, that has happened before, but it, it doesn't come from the music itself. Yeah, I, I don't Like sometimes it could be, uh, for me, it could be music playing and the music could be blasting and then, somebody trying to talk to me and I don't know something else is going on and at this point like in my head I'm about to get violent (laughs) so much going on at the same time so and I I actually get a taste of what sensory overload feels like for some kids but yeah um sometimes I could be blasting music and I don't I don't know maybe it's the voice of the rapper um Mm -hmm. because I can honestly tell you that I could not sit up and listen to Young Thug (laughs) <laughs> off of his voice alone yeah um Jacquees I cannot listen to him based off that e I I cannot I cannot mm-hmm. um even certain some singers I just I have to pick and choose the singers that I listen to yeah because I'm overly critical when it comes to singing because I'm a singer and so like you know, some, some people like like currently, and and I might I might get beat up over this, but you know I don't care. Doja Cat, I can't, I cannot. I call her Mary Lou Cat because she came out with that I'm a cow song before she was even you know anybody, and that song got on my nerves too. And also Coy Leroy, Coy Leroy, that's her name. I was yeah. to call her Coy Leroy. Um, I can't listen to her either. Outside of the fact that I don't know what the hell she's saying, I cannot listen to her. <laughs> her voice is very annoying to me. Um, and, and the only tolerable song that she has right now is uh, that Go Best Friend song. And even then, annoyed. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, I, I, I know how you feel. 
Yeah. But I'm not to say it, but I know how you feel. And so at this point, we smell some food coming from outside. It is Mr. Gaines, and he's bribing these people to leave the building and get some food. And, you know, a person already one person is like, yeah, I think I, I, it's time for me to leave. And so they're like, yeah, yeah. Well, so she had she, been ready to go. Yeah. So like <laughs> a, f- a few people start leaving. And uh, at that point, Dean Hughes comes in and she mentions, you know, um, I did some research and no other radio show is uh, playing this song or playing his album at all uh, because they're afraid that they will lose their license. Um, that FCC law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Nowadays, like a lot of artists doesn't need to worry about it. They could just have it on a streaming uh, platform like Apple Music or Spotify. And that's what I was saying. Like, that's why, you know, thank God for progression because now we have things like XM radio where they don't care what you say mm-hmm. or, um, there are now um, some, um, I don't know if I want to call them like statutes or stipulations, whatever, but there are things in place that that will say, at least I know um, in the U.S. Um, and, and it could vary from state to state that after a certain time, certain words can be can be played over the air. Um, because really what they're just what they're really just trying to do is preserve the innocent of ch- innocence of children um, and they don't want to offend the elderly so during that uh, late night time you know if the f-bomb drops it is what it is um, but but also like the dj has to be con- conscious of the songs that they're playing um, especially because like if you know you're playing a song with an F-bomb and an F-bomb drops and somebody happens to probably complain about it, then you got to be able to hold, to hold yourself accountable for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to be able to be like, yeah, so I played this song. I knew that it was going to say that, but it was three o'clock in the morning when I played this song. So, um, so yeah, thankfully, uh, with progression, we don't have to go through uh, that level of censorship anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or censorship in media um, doesn't have to be a big to-do. Or at least combating it doesn't have to be a big to-do. I think now the biggest, the biggest issue that we have when it comes to censorship is stuff like TikTok, um, where you, you can say one cuss word and they're muting your whole video. Um, disregarding the fact that they are a social media platform and they say things like, oh, but we have kids who are on here. Do you realize that these eight-year-olds are not old enough to be on TikTok at all whatsoever? Like these people have their own accounts and yeah, their their parents might be the ones that allow for this to happen, but that's that's the thing. If the parents are allowing it, then they're already agreeing to the terms and conditions that the kid can scroll on the For You page and, and see somebody acting primal or, or hear somebody cussing or seeing somebody in some lingerie. Like literally they're, they're understanding that the kid can come across anything. So I think really what we need to do as far as that is concerned, TikTok needs to have a filter. They need to start asking, asking for ages because there's no way that you're going to keep muting me for saying the simplest of cuss words. Also, TikTok picked 
they pick and choose who to mute and what to mute. Um, uh, because I know for certain things, like, like if you smoke in the video, they'll say, if you smoke in the video, then you'll have to take it down or you can be, you can be reported, you can be banned. Um, but then they turn around and they let people twerk. I'm not understanding. So I just feel like, you know, if we, if, if TikTok did something where they were able to weed out, you know, the different age groups and stuff, or, you know, let, let people set their profiles to be like an 18 and up audience, then we won't have to have these issues. Um, and, and with those type, uh, types of rules that are in place to, I, I think like if we had those rules back then, then of course, um, we probably would be even more progressive than we are now. Um, but back, back in the late eighties, early nineties, you know, everything was about keeping the wholesome image. Everything was about, um, you know, getting a point across without having to cuss, without having to say something a certain way or having to do things a certain way. But now we're just, deal- now we're just dealing with, you know, what people want to do and, and how, how to, how to meet in the middle when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, everyone says that they want justice, uh, you know, like she's trying to get everyone to leave. And um, Dwayne was like, you know what, actually, guys, stop. <laughs> like, uh, you know, the justice that we're asking for is not like, in a way, not appropriate, because technically he didn't get he didn't listen to the, the, the song. He didn't listen to the lyrics right. of what D- Dapper D was saying. Um, and, uh, he shouldn't have played the, the song on the air and it was his fault. And I think one dude was like, so all this was for nothing. <laughs> it was for nothing. Right. He was upset. And, you know, I, I, I thought about too, like, you know, in real life, he wouldn't like after, cause, cause you know how he was like, well, no, I wasn't saying that. He like, then what are you saying? And Dwayne was really fishing for words in that moment. But like Dean Hughes came through. And was like, so here's what I'm saying. And I I thought about it like, you know, after she did that, here's what I'm saying. In real life, dude would have been like, okay, but still, what you saying? Yeah. And and he would have followed him out of that door and would have would have done everything he could to find out if his sleep if his sit-in was in vain. Yeah. <laughs> Lord. And so, yeah, Dean Hughes says that she wants everyone to leave the building peacefully with no trouble and no one would be in trouble. So that's a good thing. Um, And uh, but she has mentioned that uh, his show is off the air for a month, but uh, she will permit him to uh, do his special tribute to Dr. King um, on the on the Friday. And so we cut to now back at the pit and he does the tribute and I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I don't like. I I checked on IMBD. It didn't say anything. But um, I feel like the person singing the song was Don Lewis. It was. Oh, it was okay. It was for sure. Yeah. It it was it was Don singing the song. Uh, I looked up to the song to see if it was her song. Uh huh. Um, because there's another episode. Um, 
where, and, and I want to say this episode was probably like season five. Um, I for, I can't think of the specific situation right now, but um, Whitley said, oh, you know what? I think it's the episode where Kim's dad is shot. Mm. Um, and so there's a moment in the diner with Dwayne Whitley and Freddie and she said, Whitley says to Freddie, if you start singing, you'll never walk alone. You will walk alone. Yeah. And that's the song that Jaleesa was singing at the end of the show. Found out it is a real song. Oh, wait, it is? Okay. Yeah. By, uh, it, it's called, so they shortened it <laughs> to YNWA. Um, it's by Jerry or Gary, it's spelled with a G, G-E-R-R-Y, uh, Jerry and the Pacemakers. Um, the song is sung totally different than how Jaleesa sang it. Oh, really? And and quite honestly, I like I like Dawn's version better than I do the original. Wait, what, what, sorry, what is it called? It's called You'll Never Walk Alone. Oh, you will never. Okay. Hmm. It's so that's so weird that it, like it's a whole different. I guess it's she put her own twist to it. I mean, it, yeah, it, it gives like a, a Hall and Oates type of feel, or um, like not the Beatles. Who's that other? That all white band with the people, the Monkees. It it kind of gives like Beach Boy type of feeling. Um. It's like if the Beach Boys and the group who sings the, the Friends theme song came <laughs> together. I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, shout out to to Don for singing it the way that I feel like it should have been sang. Yeah. Um, but the lyrics are uh, they're pretty accurate as well. Um, but it, the song basically says like you know if you keep your head up high and, um, you know, basically remember your purpose, you know, then you won't be alone. Mm-hmm. And it's a great tribute um, to uh, Dr. King as I believe this episode aired probably a week before the actual holiday or two weeks before the holiday and a week before his birthday. But okay. um, yeah, so, and that is the episode right there. And I like that they, you know, this episode was about, you know, Dwayne's radio show, but they really incorporated Dr. King, like, like, you know, his freedom, like what he was fighting for. Um, yeah. With having um, uh, a nonviolent protest, um, you know, just, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if I, I, feel like my, I feel like my words are not coming out, but yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I feel you. Um, I, I, I agree with that. And, on top of that, I appreciate, like, I, I think I say this every time that I talk about a different world, but I appreciate, you know, just how how close to accuracy Debbie kept the show. Um, across the entire HBCU board, uh, Dr. King's birthday is always something special. Um, even, like, um, like on the day of, you know, um, I think specifically when you're at a black college, um, at least for me, um, I, the 
the times that I did spend King Day while at school or on campus, you know, you really just get a feeling of not conviction, but um, a moment of reflection. Um, I think for for college students, it's basically like, you know, if Dr. King didn't march, if he didn't speak, you know, HBCUs, not to say that HBCUs wouldn't be in existence, because by the time he made that speech, they were very much in existence and there were, you know, students who were attending them. But, you know, I think it's basically just like imagine where we would be had he not done these things. Um, and then with with me being at school in Alabama, and, and specifically in Montgomery, Alabama, where he did the Montgomery bus boycott, where he marched, where he, uh, where he, I'm I'm just gonna say where he spoke because I'm because I know the man, he had to have done something, uh, in Montgomery at the, at the Capitol building, um, because we know that the I Have a Dream speech was in D.C. Yeah. Um, but. You know, just being on his same stomping ground and knowing what he did, you know, it it, it just really, ma- it just really makes you feel grateful. It, it humbles you. Maybe that's what it is. You get a you you're humbled, and King Day is always like a big deal. Um, even on on the radio stations, um, I can remember. Um, a lot of songs that were sang um, during the marches or uh, the songs that they would sing in order to um, to keep them going. We would hear them played over, on, they would be played on the air. And if they weren't played on the air, somebody was singing, the, singing it just out in public or just, uh, we could be in the cafeteria, you know, some some moment of reverence took place. You know, it, it, it wasn't a way possible that it wasn't going to be. So, yeah, um, I, I, I do appreciate Debbie Allen for uh, for just taking over the show and for doing her thing. Literally, um, I don't think anybody else could have executed it better than she did yeah i agree with you on that um so we had uh quite a few guest stars a lot of them had like two lines so i'm not gonna acknowledge them as as (laughs) the other ones um there's rosalind cash as dean hughes you know we we've seen her on the cosby show she did a one episode on there and you know she's in a few episodes on a different world um and then we have marie has a lot of acting uh, credits outside of yeah these shows and unfortunately, she has passed away already. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, we have Marie. Uh, is it Maurice Davis? Am I saying is that right? Randall? Maurice Davis. Yes, yeah. that's Randall. Yeah. Yeah. And as I said, he he only did, he did one other show before Different World, which was like one episode, and then he did a Different World where he did multiple episodes, and then he did In Living Color one episode, and then that's it. So okay. he kind of like left. Um, and then there's Theo Forrest as Ernie. Um, I believe that was the guy that was 
Okay, because you know, I, I was thinking about uh, you know how see the human file, she she be having me <laughs> interested in some stuff. And um first it was so you know how she how she did the video um on the one extra that we kept seeing. Yes. So there's another one who's just like that. It, it's a lady. Um, oh. she's a light skin, she's a light skinned lady and it got me to thinking, like, where is she? Who is this woman? But also, Ernest is a character who I don't feel like got enough flowers. Um, and I feel like Ernie, Ernie could have, he could have continued. And he yeah. could have been a, sta- a staple in the cast. Yeah, he only did one episode. He didn't even do any other. And every other show that he's been on, he only did one episode. It's So, and then he kind of. Yeah, he was too free. But he, he had a frequency. Like, I, I wonder why y'all didn't keep him on. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and and then we had Larita Shelby, who uh, I've already mentioned, she plays Leslie uh, Wilkins, which was I think the woman that was ready to leave. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and so there is a fun fact, which I, I I actually went back and I couldn't seem to find her, um, but apparently, according to IMBD, um, Janet Hubert who we all know from the freshman Sibelia as Vivian Banks. She was an extra in the part where they did the sit-in protest scene in Dean's office, Billy. I couldn't find her, You're though. Like, dark-skinned Aunt Viv? What's yeah. Up? Yeah, an extra. So I, w- I went yeah, back, I back and I, but like I, I didn't I didn't have enough time to go back fully. So I like, because I, I was like trying to find her. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> she had to be glanced over. Yeah. Cause like it was a lot of people in, yeah. in that one room. Yeah. Oh, there's no wow. Yeah. But you know what? Have you seen the color purple? No. Oh, uh, because I was gonna say there's an episode uh season three. Wait, there, it's a show? Girl, I thought it was a movie. The color purple? Yeah, it's a movie. Oh, okay, okay. okay. You said oh, that episode. Sorry, okay. <laughs> so sorry. Okay. Um the 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 lady who plays young Nettie okay is on a season three episode of a different world okay so uh little stuff like yeah I'm gonna have to go back and like yeah yeah. she must be like really in the background because I really did not see her so I yeah she was just an extra she didn't say any line she was just one of those people in the protest I wonder if she still looked the same well, the, this episode aired, uh, did I say 88 or eight? No, 89. So this is a year before the Fresh Prince was on Yeah, the I was air. about to say, yeah. So she had, she was looking the same. This, yeah. I have to go on a manhunt now. Yeah. That is a fun fact. So, yeah. And that is the episode. Uh, do you want to let everyone know about what's going Well, I guess you already said at the beginning, but any your social media and all that? Oh, Yeah uh instagram damn girl you know everybody uh twitter i love them 90s um what is that tiktok dj shay baby it might show up as khadija james um partially because that's one of my favorite people but also so that my students can't find me on tiktok because it's annoying um yeah uh don't have anything else to plug. I'm over here acting like I'm about to put something okay. else, uh, in there. Have you received like any any more questions? No, not yet. Hopefully, we'll get um, more. 
we'll get more. Yeah, it's it's slow and also the fact that you know i'm overwhelmed with work it, it's it will end my well unfortunately my work will end at some point but um i'll have a time where i'm like i can try to get people to ask questions on social media just i'm very slow right now when it comes to instagram um okay with posting things i'm like always behind so i apologize that to my listeners but as i said if you want to be listening consistently just uh subscribe to uh podcasts on apple Podcasts or spotify or google Podcasts or wherever you listen to the podcast um and as i said leave a five-star rating and review on apple Podcasts. um and yeah and send out the, the, your questions on black tv shows pod at gmail.com uh, we'll definitely listen. Uh, we'll definitely talk about it on the episode. So make sure uh, to let us know. Um, yeah. And I think that's about it. And uh, you'll be back to talk about another a Different World episode. Uh, Yay. So I, I can't wait. To it. Yeah. So I'll talk to you all on the next one. Bye, y'all.